every day when I wake up, I ask myself, who do I need to be? Not what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? And instead of really managing your time, managing your energy, how do I feel every single moment of my day? Hello and welcome to Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design, how we live, the clothes we choose, and how we organize our space. I'm your host, Alexandria Lawrence, a certified KonMari consultant and personal stylist. I'm here to guide you on your journey to live a happy, fulfilled life. Every Tuesday, you'll get new insight on what it means to live well, plus actionable tips. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life. Our guest today is success and business coach, Diana Lugoli. She helps female entrepreneurs unlock their potential so they can focus on giving their best and outsourcing the rest, to be more without doing more. And when she's not coaching and teaching, Diana interviews fearless people around the world. This episode has a lot of laughs and you'll hear Diana's story of something that recently pushed her out of her comfort zone. Hint, hint, it involves connecting with one of her heroes. Deanna, welcome. How fun is this? I'm so delighted to have you on the show. I am so grateful to have this conversation because I just love what you do and how you do it. And in the world of podcasting, we need more of visuals. And I think if you can bring your magic into the spoken world, that's just so amazing. And I'm just so intrigued and grateful to be on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. And so we met through having the same mentor, the ever amazing Selena Sue, who I've spoken about before, but she's essentially the publicity queen and the most connected person ever. <laughs> and I can't believe it was only last week that I got to know you better on this two day virtual retreat with Selena and her team. So yeah, just picture it about 50 women talking business, having self-care and yoga sessions, working on our pitches, dancing, and even writing love letters to money. So it was intense, <laughs> but a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it was a beautiful experience. And here we had a privilege to be just women in the room, which was so amazing prior to International Women's Week. And I think that that proves that we women are so strong when we are together, when we actually go towards the same goal, to be there for each other. And it was just so beautiful. I just get like full body chills just talking about <laughs> it and thinking about it. Oh, I completely agree. It's that sense of collective community. And it's just so great to be in the room with other women who have big goals, big dreams, and also, you know, the willpower to make them happen, which is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. And just imagine that we are all in different like levels growing our business, but there was so much love and so much connection and so much I get you, you know, I don't judge you, I get you. And it, it's so beautiful that there was pure love. I think that the team was the pure love and connection. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the word to completely capture it. And a while back, I remember you talking about a kind of breakthrough moment you had in Selena's world. It was at Impacting Millions Live, which is a virtual event that took place last year. 
And this is when you realized how fully Selena embraces excellence in everything she does. And I love your football connection to that. I think it's such a lovely story. Would you like to tell that to us? Oh, yes. This is so fun. And thank you for reminding me because I, I really like, I, sometimes I think, do I talk too much about that? Why am I so obsessed with football? Because I grew up in a country where girls don't play football. Just how it is. Now, moving to Sweden, like, I've been here eight years, like, that's so normal. Like, that's so normal. Like, girls are rocking in football. And I was always a fan of football. I was always watching with my dad and then now with my husband. And recently, we watched a documentary. It's called Playbook on Netflix, and it talks about these great coaches. And there was a particular coach that I really admire that was leading Real Madrid, my favorite football club. And he was actually a coach to Ronaldo, the superstar <laughs> who doesn't know Ronaldo. And he said something that had such a profound insight for myself. And, and then I talked with my husband and he said, that's so true. So basically what he said, you don't teach Ronaldo or coach Ronaldo how to kick a ball. You teach him and guide him how to play in a team. And that was like, oh my goodness. And how you become an excellent coach. If you think about coaches and if you think about Selena, it's not her role to be in a spotlight. Her role is to put people in a spotlight and to combine their gifts so everyone can shine in their own uniqueness. That was so amazing. And I said, you know what? One day I'm going to coach Ronaldo by embracing that excellence. Selena doesn't talk about you need to embrace excellence. She shows you how to do that. She shows you how you can be excellent without actually telling you how excellent she is. You know, just for, for the perspective, Jose Mourinho, he is one of the top coaches in the world. And he can be a little bit bashy. He is, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> He's the I am, you know. But in this particular moment, he said, it's not about me, but it's how I can actually be an excellent coach by showing Ronaldo that he can play in a team where everyone's excellence is included. And that I felt like, wow, coming from that man, that's so unique and so awesome. It's not about me. It's about the people you serve, right? Why should I even like have this mindset that presidents, top elite performers are not available? Of course they are. If I just don't think about myself and I think about how can I actually bring all these amazing minds together, they can work in a team. They can be the change for everyone, right? that ripple effect, right? So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I think so. And along those lines, you've really embraced being international. And the wonderful thing about that online space is that you can really connect with people all over the world. And so what's your favorite way of reaching out and making these connections? Any tips for listeners who might be a bit more reluctant to put themselves out there? So I think that one thing that I really want from your listeners, regardless if they are like, you know, moms, if they are like, you know, working for someone else or they want to start their own business or whatever that is, show up as you are in any moment, even when no one is watching. Because we get this perception that we need to be someone else out there. And more you are who you truly are, the more will that reflect in the online world as well. Yes, that's such a powerful message. 
Yeah, with that said, have you had any kind of lockdown realization that's changed your priorities or perspective at all? <laughs> that's such a great question because here in Sweden, I think we live in our bubble. What I learned was actually like my kids, because I come from another country and I was talking with my sister and all this, and my kids never had this experience that there is such a big difference between countries. And I learned that the really important message, how our countries are so, so different and how important it is for kids to understand the differences in culture, in traditions and and all this good stuff because once they go out in the world you know they need to respect and accept all these differences absolutely and so you're originally from slovenia is that right yes and yeah so what has that been like at, at home as well do you kind of have traditions from your background and language of course that you've imparted to your children and mm -hmm. english is a kind of international language so you're kind of living almost in three cultures at the moment. <laughs> That's so funny because we speak four languages actually at home. I speak fluently four on a daily basis, but actually can seven. Oh, wow. Because my parents are from Bosnia and that's another culture. So I was an immigrant kid as well growing up. And now my kids being migrant or parents of expats. I was bullied a lot as a kid, as an immigrant kid and all this good stuff. And I know once when my kid came home and she said, I can't even explain to teachers that I need to go to pee. And she was five at that time, my teenage daughter now. And it was hard because she couldn't speak the language. And it was so, so hard for me. And then she learned the language very fast. But it was also that acceptance was on such a different level. Here was like teachers were encouraging her and really giving her, you know, acceptance, which was so crucial at that age. I think five, six is still so, so, you know, fragile. So she didn't got affected by this, you know, I'm different. So I think growing up for me as an immigrant kid was was hard experience. So I tried to really be that parent for my kids that they don't feel that they are different. Still, like I am unique, but I do belong because I always felt that I don't belong anywhere. Yeah, that's an important message. And yeah, also, I feel like you really embody being fearless in so many ways. And if you truly are fearless, what is your relationship with failure? Does failure exist in your vocabulary? Is it just an opportunity to learn and grow? Or how do you see failure as a fearless and successful woman? Yeah, I'm gonna quote, what if I fall, but oh, my darling, what if you fly? That's a quote by Erin Hansen that led me through all of these years of being an entrepreneur. Because I think that even if you fall, you always get the lesson you need. And if you fly, you get a win that you want. And I don't believe in failures are just feedbacks for improvement. And every time someone tells me I'm afraid of failure, what is the meaning of failure? What is the meaning that you connect with the failure? If I go back to my childhood, which was pretty difficult, rough childhood with, you know, I had a father who was also alcoholic and abusive. So I went through a lot of trauma. Would I say that was a failure? No, I would say that gave me so much strength and resilience and grit to be a parent where I can guide my kids to be better humans in the world. I don't believe that I would be here and talking to you if my path would be easier. 
I truly believe that everything happens for you and not to you. I think that's a wonderful way of looking at life. And it's inspiring that so many entrepreneurs, I think, embrace that as well. I mean, you have to, don't you? Because it's a hard thing to do in many ways to have your own business. So I'm going to give you an example that really pushed me a little bit beyond my comfort zone. I'm going to share a story how I was scared. And I'm going to say it like GLD is a father of podcasting. I wouldn't start my podcast if not for him. Because when I came across Entrepreneurs on Fire, it was like, yeah, wow, my whole world like just opened. Like this is a new world where I can cook and I can actually multitask without hurting my brain. I was like, wow, so I can listen and I can learn and I also can do something, you know, fold my laundry or whatever. I was like, wow, this is so cool. So I listened to him and now, like three years later, he's launching this book and I was like, you know what? My gut told me like, go pitch him, book him on his podcast. (laughs) I was like, send an email and I get email back. I'm like, oh, oh no. And I get to my friend and I said, you know what? Gildy just responded. He said he wants to be on my podcast and I can't breathe. (laughs) And when the day was approaching to the actual recording, I was like freaking out. (laughs) And what's happening? I already said yes. I already did the scary action. I was just like, you know, it's easy peasy. (laughs) And when the time came and when I see, you know, we, we recorded on the Zoom, what I did, and this is the technique to overcome any fear. So... I see his name pops on the Zoom. I said, oh no, (laughs) I'm going to go out from this podcast. I'm not going to do this. And then I just breathe and I say, what is the worst thing that can happen? And what would be the worst thing? I'm going to ask him something that he won't understand and I can delete that in worst case scenario, right? If I am in the fear, I get like paralyzed. So what gets me out of that analysis paralysis? Fun dance and I do my happy dance for five seconds and he comes in and I and I say to him man you're driving me crazy because he was three minutes late right and I was like freaking out and he said why am I making you crazy and I said I thought that you're not gonna show up and he said I appreciate you waiting and it went like so in flow and I had the best experience ever and it just proved that you know what fear is not legit it's false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's just something that you want to feel to get out, to escape. When you feel the fear, thank the fear, say thank you, but now I'm going to put you on a back seat and I'm going to steer the wheel. (laughs) That is such a wonderful story. And when I first heard about John Lee Dumas being on your podcast, I thought that is the most awesome thing in the world. And I just want to say, like, beyond those nuggets that he shared in a brief moment that we had together, it was that human and that caring touch that he has, in spite that he's on such a high level. Sometimes we believe that people who are rich or millionaires or billionaires, that they are like kind of crooked, like evil, right? (laughs) But again, it's just proving me that if you're going to be a millionaire, you can be a millionaire and you can be kind. And you can do good for people. And he kind of instilled that, like, he's a cool dude. And he's like really awesome and rock star. And I can be too. It just gives you that approval and permission to just fly. 
and shows that our heroes are human and <laughs> yeah. we can even reach out to them and build a relationship which I think is magical really. Really well put. I think that I had this moment where I hesitated to reach out to someone. What I'm saying, like, don't live in regret. I had a moment where I didn't reach out to a client and two years later, she joined one of my programs and we were talking and she said, I wish that you actually contacted me before. What I realized is if you don't ask, it's not just that you're going to hurt yourself, but you're going to also hurt the other person because you are robbing them opportunity. It's really seeing the value that you can bring to them and to the world and embracing that. Yeah, always, always. And even you said, you know, these heroes, what's the worst thing that can happen? They can say no. You already have a no. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> no big difference. <laughs> and speaking of saying no, whether you run a business or work for others or retired or are a stay-at-home mom, whatever your situation in life, it's important to be able to say no. And have you found it challenging to say no to things you don't want to do or things that don't feel right and aligned with who you are? My kryptonite, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm very clear on my mission. I'm very clear on my vision. Like that's the work that I do with my clients. I, I have stellar focus. But sometimes there is this, you know, that's a great opportunity, take it. <laughs> and I would say yes, without thinking consequences and even thinking like, is that really aligned with my core? And I'm getting better in because what you're aware of, you can change. I needed to learn a lesson because afterwards I say yes to something that it's not aligned. I always feel, Wah. no, <laughs> it's not good. This doesn't feel okay. And I think because I have such a clear vision and mission is more of an assessing, is that really good for my soul? Is that really good for myself? I want to spend my energy with the people that feels good. And I think, you know, living now in this present moment and cherishing the connection that you have is just so beautiful. Well, hello. Can I just say thank you? Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you'd rate and review also in pink. I'll make it super easy for you, and you can even win a prize. Submit your review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for a chance to win a 20-minute one-to-one virtual coaching session with me. Pick my brain about life, KonMari, or style. I'll announce the monthly winner on each Ask Alexandria episode, so be sure to listen out to see if your review gets picked. All you need to do is go to ratethispodcast.com slash also in pink and rate and review the show. Want tips on how to win? Write something genuine. Be thoughtful and let your personality shine through. Bonus points for a dash of charm. And for your weekly dose of podcast joy, subscribe to Also in Pink so you never miss a show. Thank you so much. You really are a star. So in online business, marketing and the productivity space, you hear a lot about SMART goals. And so these are goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. And so tell me why you don't think SMART goals work and what we should do instead. 
So I think like every coach, if, if you go through the, the typical coaching certification or whatever program, they will teach you SMART goals. In the world that we live in, intention plays a big role. And why SMART goals don't work, because the key element is that intentionality. But it's also like intentionality comes from knowing what hurts you. And you say, I would love to solve this problem, then you get really great intention because it's not about you, it's about the people. Getting that idea off the ground needs to be always about the people that you're serving and not about you. Most of the people fail because their why is really connected to, I just need to survive. Well, in business, if you're just here to survive, guess what? You're not going to make it because there's going to be too much of the same people that are trying to survive. And your why needs to be so, so clear. So let's say, for example, doctors have this really strong why. It's focused on helping other people because if they don't help them, they know that they are hurting them. Of course, you have to be passionate, but it's most like priority is to serve people And when you're not serving them, you're actually hurting them. Exactly, which goes back to your point about connecting and actually reaching out. And even if you feel like, oh, maybe it's not the right time to do this. But as with your experience before, someone might come back to you a couple years after that and say, why didn't you reach out to me earlier? Yes, it's so beautifully. I love how present you are and how you're actually connecting all the dots because why people quit so early in their business when they don't see results even if you have goals okay i have a goal i want to replace my salary let's say you have 5k per month that you earn in your job and you want to side hustle with this thing and you want to replace why you will never replace that income the first question is am i actually serving the right audience and from the right reasons Or am I actually serving them because I want to replace that salary? That's a wrong reason. That is pure gold, I think. Yeah. So it's really like having the purpose and intentionality. Of course, you have to have a date because without any goal, without a date, it's just a wish. Of course, it needs to be measurable. If we talk about 5K, Sometimes we feel like, okay, 5K, this is my dream lifestyle, but where are you going to spend these 5Ks? What's the purpose behind that money? Will you reinvest in your business? Will you reinvest to grow? Will you reinvest to, you know, set up a platform, to buy a new microphone, whatever that is? Be intentional with the money that's going to flow in because it needs to flow out. That's how you create cash flow, right? Because traditional mindset in a job will not cut for a business mindset. And I think that can apply to so many other things in life as well. Like at the heart of my business is taking time to create a vision for how you actually want to live. Whether you consider yourself a business person or whatever you do in life, I think that's so important. And... I've created this ideal lifestyle vision quiz, which as someone said is a bit like therapy, but it kind of <laughs> takes you through a bit of that process and gets you thinking in your daily life and your career about what you actually want to do. So I think, yeah, that seems to tie in nicely with what you said as well. 
Yeah, and I love that because I always talk like when it comes to goals, the first step that it's missing in the goal setting is that why and having like clear purpose. And the seventh step is actually visualization. (laughs) And this is so funny because a lot of people come to me and say, I can't vision my life. I just can't. We are afraid to explore what is a possibility. So moving through that, then, do you have a vision for how you want to live and what your ideal life looks like? How would you describe that? So my ideal life, it is right now because I was so intentional by everything that I created was really to have that time and presence with the people that I love. So that's first thing, to have the time and energy for the people that I love. The grand vision and really like ideal life is to speak and travel around the world. That's my big goal, to be on a stage with 10,000 women in the audience, preferably with Mel Robbins as a host. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I see. That's what I see in my dreams. And I also wrote a 100-year letter or a speech that's going to be read by my daughter. (laughs) And in that letter says, you know, she lived a life of passion. I think really doing the things that make me happy every day, that's my big vision. So I don't spend time doing anything less. So do the 100 uh, year, (laughs) you know, it's so powerful. And imagine who, maybe your friend, maybe your partner, maybe your, you know, kid will read that. And uh, I recorded myself reading that letter and it's so powerful because it gives you the perspective of not living in regret, never. Because missed opportunities are those that hurt us the most. And I 100% believe that you will get there and be on that (laughs) stage with thousands of women, whoever you want to inspire will be in that audience. Yeah. And guys, be careful what you wish. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's a powerful thing. If you actually actively pursue it, you might get there. You manifest what you don't want and you manifest what you want. So (laughs) be careful, like really what you wish, because you're going to get exactly that. So do you have a daily habit or ritual that brings you joy? Oh, that's so powerful. So every evening I put a bottle of water and I put my thoughts into the water. I don't drink it. I put my thoughts and wishes and what I want to dream. And I leave it there to stand over the night. And I express my gratitude for people that came to my life, for the opportunities I had during the day. I think that we forget to reflect on the day and sometimes we just forget how much of a gift every day is. I wake up, I drink the water and I start with meditation. Like this is something that I have been practicing for five years now, every morning with meditations. My kids now, if they wake up at that point, they know they just crawl in the bed and they know that's mommy time. They just enjoy my peacefulness because I get crazy throughout the day. That's the most (laughs) peaceful moment. And then I would go up, I will do some stretching, you know, just wake up my body. Then the third thing is to journal, which I have incorporated recently. It's not just gratitude journaling, but everything that comes from my head. Like, how do I feel today? Who do I need to be today? These are the problems that I ask myself and then just write. Sometimes it's few sentences, sometimes two pages. I just give myself the grace and space to feel what is coming out. Then we eat breakfast. 
And then it's time to just, you know, pack up my kids. So these are the things that are always on my schedule first hour in the morning. One uh, daily habit that I really love right now is to go out for fresh air. Just pulling yourself out from the chair gives you so much creative space. I think we need that. Even like sometimes if, if it's too cold, like today when it's like snowy and wintry, lying on the floor. 10 minutes and just being, not, no music, nothing. Just me, my floor, and feeling my body on the floor. It gives you, you know, that creative space back. I have them scheduled between meetings. <laughs> it's really, really important. Having everything in your schedule, even the kids' time. I'm such a color-coded Google uh, <laughs> freak. <laughs> everything needs to be inside. If it's not there, I'm not going to do it. So I totally depend on my calendar. Even to call someone, to call for a doctor appointment, I need to have it in my Google calendar. If it's not there, I'm not going to do it. You sound a bit like one of your heroes there. I remember John Lee Dumas <laughs> yeah. speaking at that live event and actually showing us his calendar. And I wanted to say to him, like, you haven't seen mine. Like, you are one person. I have three kids. I'm a taxi mama, so you should see mine. Like, it's everything to the details. <laughs> so I can say that I'm a better person than John Lee Dumas in that particular area. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, next time you speak with him, you'll have to uh, make a point of that. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> Would you say that you have any kind of lifestyle philosophy as well? Or do you have a mantra that helps you hashtag live your best life? I know that's a, a bit of a buzzword as well. When it comes to work ethics, you can't beat me. Like I'm the girl that's going to out hustle everyone <laughs> because my parents told me like, you need to work hard and you need to study hard. And that's just the story that I bought into. What I learned that also the high achiever in me gets easily burned out. I remember my good friend said to me, Dee, you know that you are a superwoman and your people, they can't duplicate what you are doing. It's insane because you, what you are doing, <laughs> it's not relatable. And I asked you, what are you saying? Like, it's not relatable. I'm showing them everything. And she said, like, that's you. Because that's where you come from. The mentality that you just need to do, 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 do. And everything, yes. all your value is in the doing. And I met a coach. The first thing was, you have to stop doing. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's my core. I'm a doer. I'm a hustler. And he said, no. We are human beings and not human doings. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And then I heard this philosophy of be, do, have. Every day when I wake up, I ask myself, who do I need to be? Not what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? So replacing the to-do list with to-be list, it's my biggest philosophy and my biggest hack and instead of really managing your time, managing your energy, how do I feel every single moment of my day? Regardless if you're doing something or you're just being with someone, how do you feel? You will easily come to a point where just being, having a conversation is more than doing a certain task or a chore. So the person that wants to get there is not the person that's going to do things, but it's the person that's going to be that person. I think that is an amazing point. That is so 
Powerful. And so for your podcast, the last few years, you've been hosting the Fearless and Successful podcast. And what has podcasting taught you about yourself? Oh, that's such a great question. One of the things that I really enjoy doing is podcasting. I love, love, love having conversation with people around the world. I'm so curious and so intrigued by human minds. It gave me a different perspective, how different we are, but we all have this one common goal to be better, you know, better version of ourselves, not just for us, but for everyone. The number one goal was to improve my English because English is not my mother language. <laughs> so the, I think that I'm still mastering that one. The second, how far do I go with my reach? Now when I have GLD on my podcast, like what's, what's that? Like what's, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So who is there next? Like, I don't know. I don't know God, but <laughs> joking aside, like really leveling up and really thinking of how we all can be of a service. All my guests, they're just so amazing human beings, regardless of what level they are. I think that every human has such a profound and deep message and purpose. It always resonates. Podcasting is such a fun world. I think now more than ever. It's a cool platform to create content because it's such an evergreen content. There will still be people that will find you at the beginning and then will be like, oh my God, she's now at 1000. That's so cool. And they will binge and listen to your podcast. So it's kind of a cool reminder that what human mind can actually achieve when you're focused and when you're committed. So really commitment, consistency really gives you that excellence. You can do it in your yoga pants and messy hair, don't care. <laughs> yeah, so how does your personal style translate, do you think, to the virtual world we are in now? Do you go for the messy hair and uh, don't care sort of laissez-faire attitude? Or how would you describe your style? So much fun. I had this workshop. I was like all buttoned up and <laughs> really nice. And that one I had yoga pants. <laughs> and Mickey Mouse uh, socks and it was like so funny and I actually made a, an image and I posted on the stories and I said this is how we roll <laughs> above is like really one image and below is different image and I intentionally posted that because this is how we do it it's just how you make it comfortable for yourself you know I wanted to be presentable but I also wanted to be comfortable in my leggings in my yoga pants and having Mickey Mouse socks that just reminds me of fun we have to have fun and I'm such a big Disney fan. Mickey Mouse always reminds me that everything is achievable, you know, even if you swing it in nice shirt and yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, I can't really imagine what it will be like to host things and do stuff in person. And what will you do? Will you still wear your yoga pants or are you going to <laughs> go head to toe professional? Yeah, that's so, so interesting. Last year, I had my first personal brand shoot, and that was like, <laughs> it was funny because it was my one of my clients, and she lives here in Stockholm, and she said, let me do your images. And I said, no, my selfies for Instagram are so perfect because I want to show moms that, you know, you don't need to be Instagram perfect. It's all my branding around that. She said, but now you're this, you know, six-figure earner, you have to have this like real. I said, no, bullcrap. <laughs> And then one day I got this idea and I was just like finishing my book. And I said, you know what? Now I do need a branded photo for my book. And she was like, yes, this is going to be so amazing. 
And the first thing was, what are you going to wear? And she said, no, no, no shirts. Like, please be business casual. And I said, I don't do business casual. <laughs> and she said, like, come on, can we just go to a shop and borrow some clothes? I said, oh, don't worry, I have some clothes. My first job was actually in sales of high fashion. So that's another story. But it got me to really be comfortable. If I feel good today to dress up and show up for coaching calls or just, you know, I'm going to do that. I don't dress up to be someone who I'm not for my membership site where there are just ladies we have this friday coaching calls that are really like just casual nothing business we can talk life relationships and all this good stuff and sometimes i come in a fluffy jacket and it's just like i'm covered with my blanket and i'm sipping my cocoa and we have an open real conversation because that's where the magic happens because if they would see me in a dress a really professional you lose that openness i think and back to a question in person events jeans probably jeans and a shirt yeah that's me definitely when i actually put my jeans on my kids always ask me mom where are you going <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, so yeah, yoga pants and pajamas are standard here. It's just, I don't want to make a decision. <laughs> I think it's great to be so comfortable in yourself that you can show up however you feel you want to, whether it is very casual wearing yoga pants or dressing up, putting mm -hmm. on your makeup, doing whatever it is. So what's the best way for listeners to connect with you and have more Diana in their lives? I think the best way is Instagram. I just love how versatile that platform is. You know, you have the behind the scenes in stories. You have the reels, which are so much fun. I love to dance. You get to see me the most quirky and most crazy me. I was a dance professional. I, I danced jazz ballet for, for a long time. So yeah, I love to dance. Like that's my jam. And oh, amazing. I don't have any blocks when it comes to dance. Like I do dance like no one is watching. <laughs> So I think, yeah, Instagram is the best. And also post, like, you basically see what you get. If you would meet me in person, that's what you get on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds great. I love swing dancing myself. I've done that for years. So if we meet in person, which I hope we do someday. We're going to swing it. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so now we've come to the finale. So I have a few quick fire questions to finish off the show. Let's fire up. So what's your most treasured possession? And of course, no judgment. Oh, that's a tough one. I would say my crystals. This is so cool. So I love crystals as anchors. When I get a crystal, I always anchor something good, something positive, an experience. I have them like in different spots in my office. And I also, when I take a bathtub moment, self-care moment, I would put them also in a bathroom. But I also love to wear them when I feel insecure. So this is really funny. Today, I didn't pick it up because I felt so inspired. Okay. But when I feel insecure, <laughs> I have an anchor that reminds me, especially when it's on camera. So I get this reminder that everything is okay. So definitely latest obsession. And I just love to pick them. <laughs> hey, that's a really brilliant idea. Yeah. So what's your favorite article of clothing or accessory in your current wardrobe? You have quite a range. Yeah, I would say my jeans. Like, I love one particular pair of jeans that I feel like really, they are ripped jeans, but they are, yeah, Louis Vuitton that I bought. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Posh ripped jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And where do you go to get inspired? 10 minutes from here, we have a really awesome lake. And there are little forests, like enchanted forests. You know when they say like your mind flows and water is the best way to spark the flow. And I just feel so creative and inspired when I'm around the water. Yeah, water makes me inspired. Oh, I get that. I live really close to the river here, so I completely understand that. (laughs) And what's one book or resource that you'd recommend for everyone? Yeah, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy those small, small, small steps that make a huge difference. It doesn't need to be big, but really enjoying the little things and improving little stuff that makes the compound effect. And Diana, what would you say you're grateful for? I'm grateful for you, Alexandria, for inviting me on this podcast. I'm really (laughs) grateful for this friendship because it gives me, yeah, so much joy in life. We have common goal to serve people and your heart, you know, I can feel your heart. You're such a good person and it just makes me grateful to have people like you in my life. It's just so, so beautiful. And Probably I'm grateful for the freedom that I have. When I started my business, it was like, I need to have a financial freedom. Instead, now when I have the time freedom and not just time freedom, but to be who I am, I don't need to fake it until I make it anything. I'm just who I am. And that's so freeing. Yeah. Again, I'm grateful for the people who give me that sense of freedom that I don't need to pretend. I don't need to fake, you know, because... Growing up as D was a hard cookie. I always need to be someone else, you know, for my parents, you know, to fit in. In certain communities now, I feel that I found my sisters and (laughs) I don't need to pretend. I'm just me and that's so free. (laughs) Well, that's a wonderful and truly powerful thing, I think, to just be you. Thank you. (laughs) And finally, what do you love most about life? Mm, everything everything i love life everything i love the ups and downs it's what makes life exciting (laughs) well diana thank you so much it's been a huge pleasure speaking with you about all of these things being fearless and being unapologetically you in this world and yeah not being afraid to connect with your heroes and be heroes to other people too so Thank you so much. Wow, thank you so much for allowing me to take so much of your time and space. And I got a lot of insights about myself, about you. So definitely the time that I spent with you was so, so magic, magic, pure magic. (laughs) Pure magic and joy. That's what we're going for. (laughs) Thank you. Well, hope you enjoyed that chat with success in business coach Diana Lugoli. I know Diana would love to meet you, so go on and say hi to her on Instagram. So here are some key takeaways from our conversation. Why not reach for the stars? Sure, it can feel scary to put yourself out there, but focus instead on the value you can bring to your heroes. Make that genuine connection. And as Diana says, you already have a no, right? So. That means you really have nothing to lose. When you do feel insecure, why not try an anchor to remind you that everything is okay? You could use a crystal like Diana does or whatever works for you. And see if you can change your relationship with fear. Is your fear just an excuse to get out of doing something? 
to escape. Next time you feel that fear, acknowledge it and say thank you very much, but I'm the one in control, I'm at the wheel, and yes, I'm a good driver. And when it comes to style, embrace who you are. If you want to wear yoga pants and Mickey Mouse socks, go for it. Or if you prefer to dress up, honor how you feel in the moment. That's our show then. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Alexandria and this is Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to Also in Pink wherever you get your podcasts. And the absolute best way to show your support is to write a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. This really helps more than anything to promote the show. And of course, tell all your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life.